right, we're back, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, with another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. And by the way, we've got a, a game coming up here soon, I believe. A big game. First game of the season. And we've brought some friends along to help share what's going on for this game. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. We are underway in the postseason, the first playoff game ever played in Orange County. It's a one-two, Godoy, he's found a great ball, and it bolts in plenty of time, he smashes it home and doubles the visitors' lead, Thomas Ennevolson. Now Segbris sprinting forward on the counterattack. A little handsy there, crosses it, Pineda, the extra pass, Seaton finishes! It rolls down to his left and parrying aside. All taken care of by the Orange County keeper. We'll leave it for Aiden Quinn. He'll strike towards goal! And it's gone in! An equalizer and a winner in second half stoppage time for Orange County off the left boot of Aiden Quinn. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast and on Facebook at Orange and Black SoccerCast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black SoccerCast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans and supporters. I am your host, Ray Samora, and I am with you each and every episode as we talk all things Orange County Soccer Club and joining me as he does each and every episode, my trusty sidekick, we've got Dylan from County Line Coalition. Dylan, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I've got my warm beverage, uh, which is not eggnog. Um, so I'm <laughs> sure John will be disappointed. Oh, yes, I'm sure he will be, or maybe he'll be a little sad because he wants to hear you uh, st- or bumble around with some eggnog again. But yeah, uh, but before we get to John, we have one other returning guest that is on our side of the fan base, and we've got Cameron. Cameron, welcome back to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. It's glad to be back, Ray. I had to make my appearance for the season started. Got my got my mate in hand. Had to make it in just in time. And uh, yeah, we're gonna. I'm looking forward to having an amazing discussion with you guys and as well as reno so what is this thing you're drinking right there it's called mate uh, i've never heard of it uh cameron it's- is uh is my favorite person now on the podcast <laughs> it's so rare to meet other people who drink mate it's, <laughs> it's a european thing man it's argentinian Argen- okay so, well <laughs> what are, so we're good so, so a good, so so a friend of mine who's from Argentina, she wanted to borrow a few books from me, uh, borrow a few books from me. So I was thinking of what I can get in return. So I was thinking, hmm, I need to try some mate. I'm like, do you have any mate gourds and bombillas? And you have like extra mate disparage? She's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, I got it. All right. Well, we're just so, um, we've already right gone now, to like the here. random stuff here, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. It's the good stuff. <laughs> and uh, for those of you listening on the podcast or if you're watching on our live stream, there was a voice that popped in there really quick. It's a voice you probably recognize. It's a face you probably recognize. We've got John Macaluso from 1868 Weekly. John, welcome back to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Guys, thank you so much for having me back. It's, it's always a pleasure coming on. And now that we've introduced Mate to the equation, we've got Mate, we've got eggnog, we've got soccer. What more do we want out of life? Uh, shaved heads? For, for Dylan, absolutely, yes. <laughs> so, uh, All for my hairline, boys. <laughs> so, uh, John, John, do you happen to remember or happen to know what uh, number of appearances is for you on our show? Uh, this would be appearance number four. Is that all, man? I feel like it's been more than that. Um, maybe maybe five. It should be around the four <laughs> area, though. All right. And then uh, we actually have one other person that is joining us, and I'm hoping I can get the name correct. I, I messed up the name before we even went on the air. Tried to jot, me, jot myself down a note to make sure I don't mess this up. It's another person from Reno and 1868 Weekly, and that's Brad. Brad, welcome to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Thanks for having me on this week. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you, you know, John's been such a great friend of the show. We figure if we have you know more members of the Reno fan base that 
you know, at least are pretty cool. We can bring you on and discuss some great soccer, especially with a great match coming up here in what now less than four days, four days. Yeah. Four wow. days. That's coming up upon us real, real quick. And you know, I don't have any special drinks to share. I got water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, 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 amazing, <laughs> the amazing thing is I don't even have any drinks down here. So by the end of this podcast, you're going to hear me like needing something for my throat as I'm, I'm I usually have something to drink while we're talking here. Uh, we got to a little uh, off to a little bit of a late start because I was dealing with some stuff before we went live. So I just rushed down to my wonderful garage studio and started getting things ready. Uh, so hopefully my voice lasts for an hour without cracking or or whatever, without the liquid refreshments that I have here. So the big thing we're going to be talking about here, of course, is the upcoming match. As Orange County Soccer Club will be traveling up, what, north ish or whatever to Reno to face those guys from Reno uh, that uh, apparently – John and Brad seem a little bit confident in what they can do. And, and I, I'm loving Cameron's view of whatever he's doing right now on the counter there. <laughs> Open up his uh, his bottle there. Awesome job, Cameron. Um, you got to get the hot water in. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's get into what we got going on here because this is a really big match. I know Dylan and I were on the 1868 Weekly. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that, that just dropped a, a couple days ago. Go check it out. But let's get into this match here, and I'm going to start off with Dylan. Dylan, what what should we expect out of Orange County in this match? I think the biggest thing to expect is actually a um, a strong offense off the bat. Um, we brought back a good core group of guys, and most of those were attackers, uh, especially with Darwin Jones and Michael Seaton. We've seen pretty much throughout the preseason that they've linked up really well, and uh, I would expect that to continue. And then for for Cameron, uh, you know, you've been on the show before, so you, we've our fans have heard from you. Your thoughts on this team? What are your thoughts heading into this match for Orange County? What uh, are you expecting out of this team in their first match of the season? Well, it's always hard to predict considering USL clubs and high turnover, so you you don't have that sort of previous seasons framework in the back of your mind. I mean, of course, we got Aiden Quinn, Christian Duke, Michael Seaton you know, key guys back in the team, but it's just, uh, it's, it's so hard to kind of get an accurate framework. And so I'm kind of approaching the game with just, well, you know, we were on the top of the conference last season, you know, let's hope we can put in a top of the conference performance in the first game. So, and Reno has always been tough. So we we're in for a good match. And so speaking of Reno being a little bit tough, I know we talked about it on your show, John, that Reno has had some success against Orange County in their brief time in the USL. Do you, are you pretty, con- I know you've, you've issued a bet against us, John. Are you pretty confident in your, your team that they're going to be able to continue their, you know, somewhat recent success against us? The, the answer that I want to give you is absolutely, but the answer that I'm going to give you is kind of, uh, the, the reason I am I'm confident in Reno is because I trust, obviously, the coach Ian Russell. He's a great coach. And we have a lot of returning players, especially in the defense and in attack. And I, I feel confident in, in Reno. But the thing that kind of has me a little sketched out is the fact that Reno has yet to win a season opener. Uh, the first season we lost to, I believe it was Orange County. Um, somebody threw it in, in the comments of the podcast. And then the second one was uh, some team that I can't remember. But, um, I mean, the good thing is, is that both years, Reno 1868 made the playoffs. Uh, and I, I still feel confident if if we lose, I will be very disappointed, especially with the ugly colors that my logo will become and Brad's poor bald head. <laughs> So, I mean, we have our bets. We have our original bet that was issued prior to our last episode. So for those of you that listen to our podcast on a weekly basis, you know that bet. If you didn't get to hear our last episode, basically what happened is John threw out the the challenge and basically bet us the winning team, I guess the losing side, their podcast has to switch over their logo colors to the winning team side. So in in all fairness here, it seems like the Reno 1868 logo will be in orange and black and some whites. 
and it'll look pretty at least for a week there. Um, I know Dylan will probably harp on me for being super confident because when we were super confident last season, things didn't always go so well, but I'm saying it's 2019. Uh, it's, it's our year to be a little confident. Um, Brad, you know, you're new to our podcast. Share with us your thoughts. What are you expecting out of this match? And are you as somewhat confident, I guess, as um, John with the chances this weekend? Well, uh, unlike John, you know, I was willing to risk my scalp, you know, the possibility of losing all of my hair or most of it. Um, so the my kind of thoughts about the whole matchup are, you know, Reno 1868, our front lineup, you know, our starting lineup remains relatively unchanged from last year. And kind of the key to this game is to see how much of that chemistry that was built in the mid to late season last year remains. And the majority of our lineup differences were made on the back end of our roster. Also, you know, like our substitutes and just seeing how those guys kind of fit in with the signing of Corey Herzog and re-signing Will Seymour, who came to the team last year. These are guys that are going to bolster the attack of Reno. So seeing how some of our pieces from last year come back and work together again is going to be interesting. So, you know, I'm not too familiar with what pieces you guys bring back. I know that you guys have a pretty strong midfield that we should be afraid of up here in Reno. And I guess our key to this game is going to be how does our defense stack up from last year? So really quick before we go any further, because there may be some people that are wondering what you're talking about as far as your, you know, your scalp or your hair there. Uh, when we were on with the eight, the guys from 1868 Weekly on their podcast, Dylan threw out an additional challenge to the guys over there, basically saying that their bet was a little weak, I guess, and that there should be more on the line. And he basically offered up his head of hair against one of the members of the 1868 weekly podcast. And I believe Brad was the one that volunteered. I believe it was to quote Brad reluctantly. Uh, timidly. Oh, timidly, timidly, same thing probably, right? Timidly accepting that bet. Dylan, how confident are you that you're still going to have a head of hair after this match? Um, You know, there's still a lot of, a lot of questions about how confident I guess I am um, and, and how confident I am in, in our defense. So, uh, I'd say it's, I'd say I'm pretty timid, um, timidly excited about keeping my, my head of hair, if I could reference and take Brad's words, but <laughs> so do I, I don't know. I'll be happy either way. Um, because <laughs> I've had nothing but fun on, uh, on their podcast and with, with John on ours and, uh, you know, additionally, whatever, my hair will grow back. <laughs> Pardon the sirens outside. Apparently, I, uh, someone's house is on fire nearby. You know, it, it wouldn't be an episode of our podcast without hearing either some sirens or some jets <laughs> flying overhead at uh, at Dylan's house. So that's sort of uh, a given on these episodes here. Or cats, which have now featured as often as John has. <laughs> you're being you're being compared to cats, John. You've made it. You've made it to the big time. Uh, let me do this, Cameron. Uh, would you be willing to take that similar type of bet that, that Dylan did as far as mm -hmm. offering your head of hair for, uh, you know, for a victory, I guess, for Orange County? Are you confident that, enough that Orange County would win that you'd be willing to bet your, your hair? I'm not a, I'm not a gambling guy. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to keep my head. I want to keep my head of hair on this one. I'm just, I don't know. I just don't, I'm not as confident going in this weekend, although if history tells us something, that we beat Reno two seasons ago in the season opener. So, you know, there's history on our side, but uh, <laughs> I'm, keeping my, I'm keeping my hair. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm keeping it. Well, let's just say this, too. I feel, I feel like I have a few non-negotiables in my life, and one of them is the preservation of my mop. My bar mop. <laughs> well, don't feel too bad, because I think John also sort of similar, uh, similarly decided not to offer up his hair. I think he explained it on his podcast. It's one of those things where – what was it, John, if you want to share with our listeners? It's a little embarrassing, right? But uh, no, so my, I've been with my girlfriend for about five years. And uh, she goes way out of her way to look good for me. So it would be wrong of me just to shave off my hair and 
without consulting with her first. I mean, I was down for it if she said yes, but the chances of her saying yes, pretty slim. Wait, have you asked, John? Have you currently <laughs> asked? I I may or may not have said that Brad was going to do it. <laughs> so, so he just I, I scapegoated. I scapegoated with Brad. Peer pressure. I was all like, "Yeah, Brad. Brad volunteered, so no, no, no big deal, right?" <laughs> oh, she better not be coming to the game. I'll rat you out. It's like, don't worry, baby. You know, Brad's doing it too. You know, I'm not the one who's doing it. I'm just trying to get the. I I think I me personally, if Dylan wanted me to shave my beard, absolutely not. Because it's if I shave my beard, I look like I'm 16. Not okay. Not okay. Well, your face so, would get too cold up there in Reno, too. Oh, no doubt. I don't know how Brad goes about life without a beard. It's just crazy. It's blasphemy <laughs> if, almost. If you could see what I have growing right now, I don't know if I'd call it a beard, if not individual whiskers, like thousands <laughs> of them on my face. But you'll see it next week. But just imagine that, that picture of me kind of with a little bit of fuzz, and it's orange- and it's a little bit of my brown hair color. Yeah, so it's kind of like your guys' logo, orange and black. Um, it's, it's, it's it doesn't like, belong on my face, and yet he, here it currently is sitting on my face. It's like Sidney Crosby peak 2009 Stanley Cup playoffs. I would need to look that up to confirm. That's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I will be honest, too, is I was not willing to give up my head of hair either because uh, what little hair I have left, I knew probably – if history, anything, only history, half of it, only half of it would grow back. Absolutely. <laughs> so I wasn't gonna even ask my wife because I I already know the answer is no, and of course I don't want to lose my hair to begin with. I would just look weird. I have this big, weird, ugly shaped head. So, um, J John or Brad, whoever wants to jump on this, uh, what is the biggest strength for Reno heading into this match? Brad, go ahead, bud. All right. Uh, I guess our I'm going to go with two biggest uh, success stories for Reno. So first of all, our goaltending situation, we are spoiled. We have two goaltenders that will likely be on loan with Reno from San Jose. And those two goaltenders are Matt Brissano and JC Marks, JT Marstenkowski. And those guys both featured in uh, all of our games last season and were phenomenal in net. It was, it was, you know, almost being spoiled with two goaltenders that both were high quality. Both could get a roster on the back or roster spot on the back end of any MLS team. And yet we're stuck in Reno. So, you know, kind of feel bad for them type thing. The other thing is we are returning our organization's leading scorer from last year, Brian Brown. And he's a guy that knows how to put the ball in the back of the net. I know he hasn't been super active. I think he had one or two in preseason, but this is a guy that came off a year with like 17 goals last season who knows how to score, and he was in good form late last season. So I'm looking forward to seeing him back in regular season action too. And then so I will uh, pose the next question then, I guess, to, to John. John, what is the biggest weakness or what are you, I guess, most scared of heading into this opening match against Orange County for Reno? I would have to say not exactly knowing uh, who's going to start. And uh, I, I think like the best way to put this is that last year uh, uh, when I first kind of started really covering the team, the, the issue that came up a lot was that San Jose was sending down players the night before. And so Ian had to really quickly change his lineup. And a lot of these guys, well, a lot of the guys last year, it might be a little bit different this year since we have so many returning players, but last year they just didn't have the chemistry yet. You know, we didn't start pulling out wins until a month or two months into the season. And so the chemistry and who is, who's coming down from San Jose is something that I, I'm a little bit worried about. Um, but I mean, other than that, I feel pretty confident, especially with, you know, what Brad was saying about our goalies. I think all all of uh, Matt Bersano and Marcinkowski are MLS caliber goalies. Marcinkowski played with the Quakes for a good portion of the end of last year. And uh, and yeah, I mean, yeah, my, my biggest worry isn't what's on the field. It's it's just the chemistry. You know, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, that's the I want to echo. I, I want to echo John real quickly on that both of our previous seasons in our club's existence, we've never really gotten out of the gates to a good start. We've always dropped our season opener, 
and kind of looks silly for the first five, six weeks of every season before immediately going on 15 win streaks and jumping up the rankings to playoff contention and never really surrendering it from there. So that's kind of our biggest weakness is we haven't started this season with a win yet. Perfect. Um, let me go to Cameron. Cameron, uh, heading into the season for Orange County, what would you say are the biggest strengths for this team? Continuity in midfield, I think, is the first one. I think when you bring back two quality midfielders in Christian Duke and Aiden Quinn, brings you that solidity that require that every team requires if you want to win the USL Cup. I think Aiden Quinn coming off an 11-goal, 14-assist season last season – it was imperative that he got signed up to a new deal. I think Christian signed a multi-year deal right when he joined the club. So it's that's where it is, that's where it's big. And I think veteran presence as well. I think signing back Kevin Alston, an MLS quality fullback, was key because you need those experience heads, especially not only in the pitch, but in the locker room. And other than that. You know, that's probably where I see it. And, and of course, Michael Seaton coming back too. But, you know, having consistent goal scoring options is the issue. But having a midfield and having veterans like Austin coming back, I think, are key. And then I guess going to you, Dylan, uh, is there anything that worries you heading into the season for Orange County? What's your biggest concern for this roster, this team in their quest for um, an even stronger season? Um, I think the biggest glaring issue is currently that we have a 16-year-old goalkeeper who will be um, 17, uh, two and a half weeks into the season, and also that we currently only have uh, one um, contracted center back. I know that we've been uh, trialing a, I think, three or four, and one of them is a former uh, Lights player, um, but he's about 5'9". So we, we do need a, a another physical presence in the back, but one that's a little bit more mobile than Walker Hume um, and definitely another goalkeeper. Uh, now there's, as we said earlier, there's four days before before the game in Reno. So I expect that someone's going to be announced and someone's going to be signed. And then uh, even in the next couple of weeks, we'll probably see a few of those fringe MLS players get loaned down, um, hopefully for the season for like what Cameron said. To develop some continuity. Um, at this point, I really wouldn't be surprised if Alex Cronalli came back. Uh, it was pretty clear that the coaching staff had a lot of faith in him last year, even towards the end of the season when he wasn't uh, particularly playing well. But if he's not in Columbus's first team plans, which it doesn't look like he is at the moment, um, then why not get him back? Uh, that's a salary we don't have to pay and, and a, a quality player that we don't have to uh, pay as well. Well, when you look at Alex Cronali, uh, him and Walker Hume, they had a little bit of chemistry uh, throughout the season last year and the moments or the opportunities they had to play with each other. So I think definitely when you look at, uh, you know, Cronali is an option. It's it's a known entity for Orange County. It's not like bringing in someone that has never played in the system, has never played for uh, Coach Braden Cloutier, or, you know, is just totally new to everything. So you could do a lot worse than Alex Trinale. I know he's not the biggest fan favorite for a lot of Orange County fans. Uh, and, but I, I, I guess the thing to say would be he's better than whatever other options the team currently has. So I'd be all for him coming back. Uh, yeah, I mean, ideally I would like uh, Thomas Yule Nielsen to return, but that's obviously not going to happen. And a couple of days ago, he uh, joined another Super League team. I'm not even going to try and pronounce <laughs> <laughs> the the name because there's just too much going on there but uh oh come know, on dylan at least try it at least try i'm it, not though. gonna try it i'd let cameron i'd let cameron give it a shot but even then who knows say it dylan <laughs> i can't i wait, literally wait, don't know how wait, what team we talk is it in denmark or not yeah, yeah super liga yeah stick Solid. it in the comments see what we could do here <laughs> we'll do <laughs> see in the comments and we'll uh Hold that's, on, let me see if it... that's not that's not right. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me try and find that out really quick. Um, let me ask this really quick for Cameron: Is uh, there any concerns that Orange County fans should have with uh, their current goalkeeping options? Well, I mean, of course, because 
Andre Rawls was so good last season, but now he's on the Rapids and who knows what the situation becomes of him. But I think you have a goalie in Casey Byers. Let's bless his heart. Probably will never see the field for Orange County in a consistent level. He's kind of one of those guys to have, but, you know, as Dylan said, we have a 17-year-old goalkeeper, you know, do we throw him to the Wolves or do we wait for all the, you know, fringe MLS players to come down and snap and snap one up? But I think a goalie is only as good as a a goalie is only as good as his back four. And I think that once we get the back four sorted out, I think that a goal a goalkeeper will have a much easier time. But you know, that's why that's why I'm saying just I'm I'm not predicting anything with it with this Orange County team the first game of the season because it's just it's hard to predict, especially with you have a lot of turnover with players and stuff like that. So it's in terms of goalkeepers, I you know. I'm 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 thinking that they might go to the M- fringe MLS players again, but I'm not too confident in that situation. All right, so um, really quick, I know uh, the guys that are listening to this, they can't really see what I'm putting up on the screen for our people, at least that are potentially watch, uh, watching us or listening to us on YouTube. But um, I don't know if anyone's found the name of the team yet. If not, I'm going to try and well, post Dylan, it Dylan, here. Well, Dylan posts it's like. Oh, it's you did, like, Dylan. Yeah, it's like Sunderski. <laughs> is that so, how is that O pronounced? I, I my guess is Sunderski. Well, it's like Sunderski. Sunderski. <laughs> now let me see. Hold on, really quick. I'm gonna pull up the full name really quick, and I'm gonna try and put it in the chat. I actually have the team logo for this team, and I'm not even thinking I can pronounce it, but. I'm going to attempt it. I think we're all going to get a chance here to attempt it really quick. Let me throw this on the chat really quick. People are going to be able to see the things we're chatting. But here is the name of that team, at least per Wikipedia. Uh, I don't know if it went through or not. Did, did you guys get to see that? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go We're gonna go one by one. I'm going to let everyone make their best attempt at it. I know, Cam, and you just tried to, but I'm going to have you do it again. Uh, I'm going to start all with right. our guests because we always want to let our guests go first. I'm cheating. <laughs> so uh, let's go with John. John, let me hear you try and pronounce the name of this team. All right. So I'm going to go with Sunderskeet. So, wait, Sunderhisk. That's it. And then Elite Sport. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go to uh, let's go to Brad. Brad, what are your All what are your right. thoughts on this? I cheated. I used Google Translate. So... Oh, if you use Google Translate, then you should. I don't know. I think, yeah, I'm, yeah, just, I, I think I'm just qualified. Yes, cheater. Cheater. Right. By, by, <laughs> by, by rights, someone should get a razor at zero and just shave his head off because of it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Dylan, let's hear your best attempt at this. Um, I'm going with uh, Sunduriski. All right. And then um, I guess, Cameron, let's get your final attempt at this. Sundarisk. Elite sport. <laughs> 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 so if anyone's Danish and is listening, please let us know. I'm not going to bother Thomas <laughs> Nielsen with this because he's got more important things to do. Uh, I guess I have to try it because you guys have all tried it. Um, so I'm going to go with it. Uh, Sonderjiski. I don't know. And then, sure uh, J is definitely not pronounced. Hey, you know what? It is what it is. And then it's, it's, it's interesting because <laughs> on the logo – uh, they do have the elite sport, but the E is like red for some reason. So I don't know if it's supposed to be E light sport or if it is actually elite sport or how that works out. Light but sport. Yeah, something was like right. was like a minor league esports team. Was <laughs> maybe E-light maybe that is exactly what it is. Um, so talk about Julie esports. Live <laughs> a soccer. Do uh, really? play FIFA esport. <laughs> hey John or Brad, do you guys have an esports team up there? Uh, UNR, yes, I actually used to be a coach for the League of Legends team up here. <laughs> I know, that's the nerdiest thing I could possibly say <laughs> in that exact moment. Oh man, that's Radio brutal. <laughs> Brad, Brad puts himself on the line and you guys just chop him down. <laughs> well, let me, let me... Okay, my head will get chopped off when... <laughs> <laughs> no, let me ask this really quick though, Brad. Uh, you said you uh, what where what uh, where is this team located, or is it in the college? Oh, it, it is the University of Nevada. Uh, we do have an esports program up here. It's not necessarily um, 
as full-fledged as a lot of esports teams are because i know like uc irvine does scholarships which is like a big uh, deal so, yeah so, so that's actually the the school that i worked at and that was the reason why i was going to sort of ask that because yeah we do definitely have a big esports team there and they do offer scholarships for players so any of you that are potentially listening from the nevada area if you want to come to a real school that has a real esports program come on down to uc irvine um, and forget all that uh, University of Nevada Wolfpack stuff. You could be yeah, an anteater. We just have one of the best teams, basketball teams in the country. No big deal. They hey. currently are playing too. Hey, no Ir- big deal. UC Irvine finished first in the Big West. I mean, I know it's not a major conference, but it's something, right? No. <laughs> um, let's get to this because we're already starting to go random with this episode, which like we always do. Uh, but we need to get into some game predictions uh for this match and i know we did this on your show john i don't know if your thoughts have changed at all but regardless we're going to do it for our listeners especially the ones that didn't get a chance to listen uh, on your show so we're going to start let's start off this time i know i went with you first with the pronunciation of that uh that that team so i'm going to go to brad first brad can you give our listeners your prediction for this upcoming match Ooh, okay. So on the 1868 weekly podcast, I said it was going to be, I believe it was a three to one win for 1868 with myself saying that Brian Brown, Danny Musovsky, and who was the third person? Uh, either either Roll Mendiola or Linda Mafeka. No, sorry, Seth Kasipley scoring the third goal. But I'm going to think I'm going to have to stay with that. I'm confident in this team. I think that returning a lot of those same players is going to be beneficiary, not necessarily going to continue our trend of going and starting terribly. And what about you, John? Yeah, I think Reno finally bucks the trend and uh, and walks out of uh, Greater Nevada with a win. And I, I think it'll be two to one. And I, th- I just have a gut feeling that Danny Muzovsky is going to going to really show up. Score two of those goals. It's his first regular season back in a very long time. So, all right, now let's head over to Cameron. Cameron, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, how do you think this match is going to go, uh, score wise? And is there any players that you think are going to shine for either team? <clears throat> all right, so this I mean, again, pretty difficult to assess how Orange County is going to do, considering you know the chopping and changing of lineups. I mean. I feel like it's going to be a tepid game. I think that, you know, both teams are going to try to find each other out. It's the first game of the season. You know, no one wants to lose. Um, I think it could be 1-1. I think it'll be a draw. I think we'll, t- I think we'll take a point on the road. Um, players to watch out for. Um, as much on the Orange County side, you always look at Aiden Quinn to make some magic in midfield. Um, being able to spray the play and be able to, you know, contribute offensively in the final third. I think he's my standout player. Apart from that, yeah, I'd probably say 1-1. And player to look out for is USL team of the season, midfielder Aiden Quinn. Perfect. And then Dylan, let's go to you. What are your uh, predictions for this this match? Uh, My prediction hasn't changed since Sunday. Um, and from the 1868 weekly podcast, it's still 2-1, Orange County. Um, and I'm expecting uh, Darwin Jones to be a pretty big key for Orange County. I think one of the bigger questions might rely on, or might be, uh, who who starts at left wing? Um, will it be Harry Forrester, or will it be um, Jerry Von Wolfgang? Um, I would imagine it's going to be Jerry Von Wolfgang, because he's been fit, um, and, and was fit in preseason. And I don't think that uh, Forster's at the level where he could play 90 minutes um, at, what, three or 4,000 feet, whatever you guys are in Reno, and and perform well. So, again, Orange. it was 2-1, right, Dylan? Yeah, 2-1 Orange County. So when I was on, or Dylan and I were on with uh, John in 1868 Weekly there, uh, we both actually agreed on a score, and we both picked 2-1. to one. Uh, we got into some conversations further on onto the show, and I sort of uh, let me see if I can remember this comment and and the reaction from John. I don't think if you I, can remember. No, this is uh, this is fake news, everyone. So it's if you're true. listening, if you're watching us on Twitter, I actually the Orange Black Sarcast we actually tweeted about this as well. So 
Uh, I mentioned to the guys on 1868 Weekly, wouldn't it be amazing if Jerry Von Wolfgang is able to score the game winner uh, of this, uh, thus allowing us to win our bet and also sort of rubbing it in the face of Reno. And I think what uh, John's reaction was, if that happens, I'm going to end this podcast. I'll, I'll be done with this podcast. So if, if anyone follows our, our Twitter feed, and I know, John, you guys saw that as well. Uh, I basically tweeted out to Jerry and said, hey, John <laughs> has said that if you score the game winner, he will end his podcast. Let's make him. Uh, let's make this a little weird for him and please score the game winning goal. So I'm hoping that you're right, Dylan, that Jerry uh, starts the game and he plays the 90 minutes and gets the game winner like in the 90th plus three minutes or something like that. I think that would be just just amazing. Well, I think Cloutier certainly, Cloutier certainly dotes over Van, uh, Van Wolfgang or Van Avijk. <laughs> um, but I think that he was one of the players I think Cloutier wanted back ASAP. It's just a matter of striking up a deal was, was the thing. So I could, I, I would see it's, it's more like for him to start over Forrester. When I think with what we saw in the preseason, like Dylan said, I think Forrester came to the team um, a little – I guess under, under lacking fitness. There we go. I couldn't lacking think of the right words. Is a good one. Yeah. Way to help out there, Cameron. I I, I know we uh, we need you on this show here for a reason. Um. <laughs> so, Dylan and I agreed on the score for that on our predictions two one. So that's how I'm thinking it'll go. But I'm hoping that uh, Jerry gets that game winner. So that way, John has to feel weird about what he's going to do with his podcast. Uh, we might let him still keep it, even if that happens, but he might have to do something in return. It's a good thing that uh, your logo will be looking blue then. <laughs> this will be a non-issue, everybody. This will be a non-issue. Dylan will be bald. I think with Dylan, it's even better because Dylan has some solid hair. So kiss it all goodbye, Dylan. Kiss it all goodbye. <laughs> I'm ready. It's on the first time in my life. I feel like there's going to be like wholesale changes if Reno wins. Like Dylan shaved head, logo <laughs> looks like Cal State Fullerton. You know, it's it's a <laughs> giant, giant a giant shakeup. Like I feel like there's a lot there's a lot at stake, and I feel just you know some people's careers are going to end. <laughs> well you know i'm not in this business because i'm i'm a good looking face on the podcast you know that's why there's no there's no video i'm, I'm just here dylan is scared of video dylan is scared of getting a video and, and putting his face on this podcast um but check we, out gonna... the uh the orange and blacks uh response to my challenge on twitter uh, Dylan looks yeah, like I definitely he's, uh, should have drank before we did that. You look terrified. You <laughs> no, probably should have drank Dylan, more. No, <laughs> Dylan's face has become the Momo challenge. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, so okay. We can, let's let's move on here. Uh, we gave our picks uh, for what we think the match was. One of the options for the USL pick'em uh, for these matches for the opening week. So for that. There were five picks, uh, so Nicholas Murray, Mike Watts, John Arlia, Devin Kerr, and the USL show, part of BGN Network, or BGN Network, BGN.FM, BGN Network too, I guess you could say that. They all uh, went and picked their thoughts for this match. The, the interesting part for our bet is they all picked a winner. That None of them picked that this game would end in a draw. Uh, John and Brad will probably be happy to hear that three of the five picked Reno. Uh, and those three were Nicholas Murray, John Arlia, and Devin Kerr with Mike Watts and our friends from the USL show picking Orange County. So, I mean, I guess that's some good news for the guys up in Reno, at least heading into the match. Although I definitely trust the judgment of Mike Watts and the, the guys from the USL show over all the other um, guys that we mentioned on there. So maybe not as good of, of luck for you guys. I mean, there's no reason to hold the match anymore. Consensus, 60% say <laughs> that Reno is going to win this game. I'll let you have that confidence heading into the match, just so you but, can be even more sad. When but, we got, but, we, but we got a serious XM show on our side. You know? We do? Mike Wads and Coast to Coast, you know? Oh, oh there we go. Blur out, over the, blur out over the loudspeakers every five minutes at Orange County. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like, oh. it's like a chance. Like, it's, it's like they're like Orange County's attacking the final third. It's like, don't forget to throw on Sirius XM and it's like, pot shot hits over the fence. You know, this. <laughs> Um, let's do this. There was actually some other stuff I was looking at. Let me pull up. I, I got to go into social media here just to find some information because I think that's where I saw it. Um, but apparently New Mexico United has decided to use their city trash trucks for advertising. They've put uh, some <laughs> advertising on the side of their trash trucks. Um, and one of the guys that's a fan of the show, Andy, he basically tweeted out, I'm not, I'm not getting the quote right, but he basically said something like, you're making it too easy, guys. Uh, what are your thoughts of utilizing city trash trucks to advertise your local soccer team? I mean, what would you guys think in Reno if you guys saw a big old Reno billboard on the side of a trash truck? I'd love it. I'd love it. <laughs> that's just, that's I, I just what your truck looks amazing. like already, John, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it might as well at this point, right? No, I, I love the idea of just put the team all over the place. I want to see it on buildings and trash trucks and urinals and everything. The whole the team's got to scream Reno 1868. So, so you want it like on the funeral cakes right there uh, when, dude, you're, when, you're, when you're using the funeral? Dude, huh? I'll be like, God, I love this team. As you piss all over them. <laughs> I, I won't have that sentiment in mind. It's, it's that's an evil thought, Ray, and and I am offended deeply. Hey, you're the one saying you you would love them on oh, your. I didn't say that. I just love to see them there. I guess. What about you? Uh, <laughs> what about you, Brad? Do you share the same enthusiasm for Reno 1868 on the urinals and trash trucks and whatnot there in in Reno? Any advertising is good advertising, Ray, in my opinion. And as a result, you know, I'd rather see Reno everywhere on the garbage trucks, on the adult clubs and casinos <laughs> and, you know, get, yeah, put them on those little poles, you know, it's a good advertisement <laughs> space. People are looking at that area, you know? So yeah, any advertising is good advertising in my opinion. Vegas has proved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see okay so there you go folks reno wants to copy vegas's game plan when it comes to marketing except we'll be good we'll be a good real soccer team well yeah. thing is well thing is orange county they put their advertising on octa buses like i was driving home from work i'm like what am i seeing i drew my eyes for like five minutes <laughs> I, I, I think I, that's I a lot better i think that's a lot better than on a trash truck though why not both yeah all right well, I mean, like it's a lot. It would be the best place that I saw it, though. <laughs> At uh, least our teams are not memes. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> well, who's, who, who's, who's Lord Don? Who's Lord Donger? <laughs> Cameron clearly doesn't spend enough time on Reddit. Um, no, I no, I have no Lord idea Donner. what that is either. No, I have a Reddit, but I have a Reddit, but it's only for like Tottenham news and illegal KHL streams. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. not if you're watching just if you're hosting there's a difference well no i was i was substitute teaching and i was like live streaming yokurit versus dynamo moscow <laughs> and live tweeting during during teaching you're live you're tweeting while you're teaching when i was younger oh well, i mean there's, I mean, there's I mean, a california education system for you folks <laughs> When I, like it, I was substitute teaching, and they, they, it, was, it was an art class, so they had to work on the, like ceramic stuff. So I'm like, "What am I going to do for 40 minutes a period?" Yeah, so, right. you know, you look up the good old, fire of the Reddit, the streams, boom. <laughs> uh, we still haven't heard Dylan's thoughts on uh, advertising on trash trucks. What do you think, Dylan? Uh, I think it would it would look a lot better in Vegas and in Carson. Huh? simple and sweet. And uh, that's the end of the episode, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing from great episode, guys. Thanks for having us on. (laughs) Well, let's go to do this. Um, That was my TED talk. I don't want to take up anyone's uh, time too much here. So, we're going to get into a a little segment uh, that I like to say before we get to our random thoughts. Does anyone have any else, anything else, either? USL related or opening weekend or match related or anything they want to share with our listeners. Ooh, Dylan's ready for this. What do you got, Dylan? I am. So earlier today, um, and whatever your thoughts are on this team's existence, I don't really care. Um, But uh, Chattanooga Red Wolves posted the back of their jerseys. uh, So we get a good look at what the new font and numbering is like. 
Um, and it's clean. It's nice. So if you want to take a look, I would go there. Um, maybe leave them alone about their team or whatever. Uh, unless you're going to say something nice about Ami Pineda. But it's a it's a clean, nice change from, from the last few years. But the, the naming is a little, little narrow, so that could be hard to see. So that'll make people like Mike Watts' job a little bit more difficult. Well, the thing is, like, there's there's like a lot of teams in the USL Championship, and then there's a lot of teams in the USL League Two. But then there's like what ten teams in League One. Well, <laughs> I'm just yeah. thinking, like, why is there a few teams in League One? Um, I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on that, gentlemen? I think the league's still waiting for all like the Tacoma Defiance and um, Timbers Two and. Los Dos to drop down, especially as those uh, MLS two teams go towards the academy side of things. Um, and it's less about actual competition, more about trying things and developing players. I think those teams will probably drop down or be forced to drop down. And I think the West will fill out too. TFC 2 and Atlanta City B are down there. That's a good question. <laughs> and let me just say this real quick before we move on to these thoughts here is uh, if you are just listening to the podcast, if you're not actually watching our live stream on YouTube, you're missing this randomness where every time Cameron pops on the screen, he seems to be in a different room. His house. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was in the kitchen earlier. We saw him on his couch and now he's like hanging out on his bed. Uh, just chilling. I have, so. to, I, I have to, I have to, I have to be next to a charger everywhere I'm going. <laughs> we even got a nice view of his ceiling earlier on when he was uh pouring some more drink hold into up, his cup. Hold so. up, hold up, hold up. As we're talking about it, River Platte, Los Milenarios. Hey, see, we're not the I'm not the only one that doesn't roll my R, Dylan. Look at Cameron's yeah. last name. Just think about that one for a second, right? Uh let me go to is, let me go is, is, is my last name like like Spanishified? Like me edge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me go to brad really quick here brad do you have any like uh usl news or anything usl related that you want to discuss before we move on to our random thoughts no i got nothing for you awesome john what about you i got something for you something that i wish we had talked about on my show but we didn't have time and that's st louis fc's jerseys and the jer- the whole jersey reveal and I know that uh, Dylan was very excited by it for reasons that he was too uncomfortable to explain. But <laughs> uh, apparently they did something like paint flares and and anything. I thought it was funny. I'm like, what is this? And then all of a sudden the jerseys popped up. And as it turns out, I'm in the minority of people who like this jersey. I kind of like the jersey. It's because the white sleeves really don't fit the rest of it. And like I said on Reddit, they should have gone with white shorts and had blue sleeves, and that would have been a really good-looking, unique jersey. And then if they wanted that white for the minimal, the shorts is always a good place. I mean, if you look at the old-school Man United jerseys and what they've been wearing since Olga and Solskjaer's look, that's a good look. White shorts with uh, you know everything else differing. Classic, clean, Eh. unique. Classic is boring, Dylan. Uh, I'm just, I'm just saying, I liked them. That's all. Classic is sometimes really good. Sometimes classic is great. Just keep it simple, you know. Yes, I am. I, I'm in the minority here as well. Everyone, everyone but me doesn't like the jersey. No, I'm a big fan of the hoops. I actually, I actually, I actually like the St. Louis jersey too. Like (laughs) I. I'm 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 signing with John right now. I you know I yes it's it's a it's a solid it's a solid jersey. I it's I mean what other ridiculous kit reveals did USL teams put up? Vegas was bad. They did the body Vegas, thing. Yeah. Vegas is always bad. Yeah, that's true. I Wait, mean, did any, they reveal a new jersey? Any, I mean, I I don't know, but like I'm trying to think of just what jersey reveal that i see that was ridiculous i mean nashville's mls stuff was pretty bad like everyone looks very forced not happy kind of similar with the bold (laughs) that's a pretty bad jersey and diego strepo looks like he does not know what's happening (laughs) in those photos so you know whatever (laughs) 
Well, the thing is, like, I've, I've always been like, I was, I'm, I've been following Ford Madison, the League mm. One team, Wisconsin. That's like John's think, favorite team. They they are 1868 Weekly's official League One team. Yes, because everyone has well, to have an official League One team. Yeah, we yeah. had uh, one of their social media guys on our podcast a few weeks back talking about everybody's favorite crests in the league. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I like the way they explained their crest. I think it was like months ago. They, they had like every little thing. Um, then every little thing they pointed out, <laughs> and it's like I think it's like, like football club. It's like studies abroad for one year <laughs> i'm like i'm like all right that's a pretty good one that's a pretty... well and, and ultimately who doesn't like flamingos right i mean flamingos are just freaking crazy i like i like their i like their like mingoometer for the snow yeah that's <laughs> like half mingo full mingo <laughs> i'm all about the full mingo guys full mingo man hashtag full mingo <laughs> So when's he like right, create like a dance for that? Right, or now, right now we're doing cross promotion for Madison. If you're listening to this, you know, send us some scarves so we can hang oh, them up please. here. I eventually want to get something up here on this wall. So if anyone, if any team from the USO wants to send me a scarf, I'll throw it up here. I, I, I have no shame on that. I'll represent whoever wants to send me a scarf. Oh, you, you know what? That, so that reminds me. If one of you guys, if one of you guys brings up an OC scarf, I'll trade you. That's yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say the same thing. Do you want my smoke bomb residue covered one that smells like two years of sweat? Because <laughs> that's totally yours, dude. I, I, you know, I think I'll respectfully decline on that one. I don't, I don't know. Dylan oh, it's is like league... kind of brown, kind of orange on the white. It looks great. Would a signature from Dylan entice you? A signature from <laughs> oh, Dylan. that makes it worth it right there. Oh, yeah. It's so I could sell Collectors, it for 10 cents. <laughs> Hey, right. it's cold in Reno. It's worth something more than that. Ray, I was <laughs> going to say you should tape up Dylan's hair on that wall. Ooh. Because you're going to have it soon. Well, you guys When you smoke a Jeffrey, you can stroke the furry walls after with Dylan's hair. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Starting to? <laughs> All right. At this point, we got to move on to our random thoughts here because we're just going <laughs> We're going down the train. We're going down the train here. Uh, let's do this. So uh, just like you guys on the 1868 Weekly, we like to end each episode with a random thought. It does not have to be soccer-related, although it can be. It can be, I guess, you know, it always is book-related when it comes to Dylan. Or, or There's two weeks and that's related, not I guess. true. So, <laughs> let's do this. So we'll go and start with uh, Brad. Brad, what would be your random thought for our episode here? All right. So earlier in the episode, you had asked me and I cheated how to pronounce that soccer team name. And I'm going to play it one more time for me and then repeat what the lady from Google says, because you guys are all very <laughs> far off. Serionisk, like something like that. It is. I, I cannot speak English, but it's here. I will just I will just <laughs> send you guys. the. Is it, is it even English? It, it's, it's, Danish. Not, it's Danish. It's Danish. So you can't speak Danish. No, I cannot. <laughs> he just said he could speak Google English. Google can. <laughs> Google can speak Danish. Take a listen for yourself. Uh, yeah, just uh, I'm not going to trust Google. We'll have to ask a Dane. Okay. Um, I'll find yeah. one. Um, other than that, I'm looking forward to having you guys up this week. My my shout outs are usually beer related on our part podcast. And this week I have already gone ahead and purchased beer in advance of having both Ray and Dylan up here in Reno. So for Ray, I know that you like IPAs just as much as the rest of us. So I have uh, lead dog citrusola for you and Acropolis for you. And Dylan, because I know that you do not like IPAs, I have purchased lead dog moon pants. Oh gosh, what type of beer? Marzen. It's a really good Mars, and it was created for the lunar eclipse two years ago, and they liked it so much they kept bringing it back. All right. Good man. Thank you. <laughs> what about you, John? Uh, my random thought involves Chicharrones because I uh, finally <laughs> found a really nice restaurant. Well, really nice. A really nice, like, carniceria uh, in Reno that has the best Chicharrones I've ever had in my life in, like, I thought it would be a perfect thing to talk about on this podcast because you guys down in California have culture. Here in Reno, it's like <laughs> Gringo City. So uh, 
So it's it's awesome. I found some uh, found a place with awesome chicharrones and a place where I can try out my Spanish and them give me funny looks and then switch back to English and some good awkward and uncomfortable times. Ray. All right, uh, Cameron. What about you? I mean, rant random thoughts. Hmm. <sighs> It could be soccer related. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be what comes out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> that might be bad. <laughs> if it's, if any first thing comes to mind, I, I'm, I am random thought. Oh, Talk sh- about that team that's on your shirt. It, let's try and make sure we keep it clean. Right. I feel like, I, I feel like that's what, what, what do you think? I'm going to talk about something profane. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, <laughs> let me help you out here, Cameron. How did Tottenham do today? Don't put, don't put the thought in my head. Don't put the, I'm trying to get a random thought. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I just got, I mean, random thought, you know, baseball related, you know, I coached my high school's freshman team and, uh, you know, we were in cruise control. Then if through three through three innings and we had one bad one bad inning, gave up six runs, lost six to three. You know, it's like how do I reach these kids? <laughs> I don't know. Um it's all good. But, but, but what I mean it's just like random thought of the day. <coughs> I feel like I'm hungry. I feel like I, I, I <laughs> All right, that's awesome, Cameron. We'll take that as your random thought. Oh, and by the way, when it comes to high school baseball, go La Mirada. Um, let's oh, we, go. Lost, we lost to La Mirada like two games ago. Of course, because La Mirada is the best. Um, <laughs> Dylan, what's your random book read of the of the day? I was actually going to follow you, actually. Did you see my text? Oh, you want to go after me? Yeah, I'm going to go after you this week. Ah, oh, I didn't see the text. Let me check the Dylan, text. Dylan, on a dime, Dylan has become the host. I did. I well, did John's going to be the host after this. Yeah. Round oh, I would be the runner-up, yes. <laughs> I did I get the text like, Dylan. I feel, so... I feel like Dylan's orchestrating a coup. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I will go before Dylan. Uh, and and for once in my podcast life, my random thought is going to be a little bit more of a serious uh, uh, serious topic here. Uh, I, I live in Aliso Viejo, California. For those of you in Southern California that probably have followed the news, you probably have seen uh, something tragic that happened in our area. And that actually sort of hit me a little bit because uh, it happened at the school that my kids go to uh, in Aliso Viejo. There was um, apparently a suicide that happened from a young gentleman that uh, I don't know for sure if he goes to the school or not. Uh, he doesn't go to my kid's school. My kids are the elementary school. It was from the middle school th- where this happened. Uh, it is uh, a shared campus. So it, it, it definitely hit me because it happened this morning right before I was going to take the kids to school. And uh, when I got there to drop them off, there was cops, there was firemen there. And the cops basically said, you can't bring the kids to school this day. School was closed. Uh, come to find out later that there was a uh, student that apparently uh, had, or not a student, I don't know if it was a student, but someone had apparently committed suicide on the campus. Uh, so it, it, it hits me personally. I know this is a big topic around the country of uh, suicide prevention or getting help when you're, you know, thinking all that stuff. So if you're if you're watching or listening on YouTube, or if you listen back on YouTube, I'm throwing up the information on there on the screen. Uh, if you ever feel like you need someone to talk to or anything like that. Uh, make sure you check out or call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's 1-800-273-TALK, uh, 1-800-273-8255. Uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to the friends and family that are impacted what happened in my community today. And anyone that has ever experienced any of this uh, in their lives, you know, uh, it, it's not the greatest news to have. I, I just definitely wanted to share this out and take the opportunity because it was such a, a big thing that happened where I am. I wanted to just, you know, take this opportunity on our podcast. So again, if you're ever feeling like you need someone to talk to, talk to someone, uh, again, the suicide prevention hotline or lifeline is there for you as well. So that is my random thought for the day. And I believe now it's time to head over to Dylan. Yeah. My random thought is, is pretty similar. Um, 
So 6.7% of, of American adults have had at least one major depressive episode. Um, and that's, that's 16.2 million people. So that number might not be you, but it is a, a, a great deal amount of people. Um, that's a little under uh, half of the state of California. Um, and amongst younger people, amongst adolescents, that number is actually up to 12.8%. So there's a good chance that um, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably of a slightly more advanced age and you probably do have some kids and uh, there's a huge stigma for kids to not talk about that. And um, so if you're worried or if you want to be maybe the best parent you could be, uh, I think it's really important to talk to your kids about that um, yeah. and let them know that they aren't alone. Well, Which I think brings so me... Oh, go ahead. I think suicide is the biggest killer of men under the age of 45. I think that is a statistic that I've found on somewhere on Google, I think. Because I was looking at this topic as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those things that it's sometimes hard to talk about. But uh, being that, you know, this we, we do this, we do a podcast for you. We normally talk about fun soccer stuff and we joke around a lot. But I just felt it was, uh, you know, our civic duty to uh, just share, you know, this for people that ever feel like this is something that they need you know, help with or anything like that, especially since it hit hard in my community and, and uh, you know, it, it still gets me a little emotional just thinking about it, even though I didn't know or I don't know the name of the kid or anything that happened. But it's just something that's uh, that's scary and that's going on uh, in this country. So I just felt like uh, I wanted to take a little bit of an opportunity to uh, to talk about that. Dylan, did you have anything else you were saying on your uh, your message there? Uh, oh, yeah. So with that actually that thought brings me to my literature recommendation for this week, which is a bit longer than what I normally ask people to give a shot. But if you are someone who doesn't know um, or maybe isn't aware of someone who has gone through a depressive episode or is uh, familiar with that that line of thinking, there was a young American author named David Foster Wallace who wrote a collection of short stories. Probably the most, um, most well-known one would be Good Old Neon, which is about 41 pages long, but goes through um, his mindset and is well well worth the read for that understanding thank you very much for that dylan all right uh gentlemen i think this is about time to wrap up this podcast i want to thank both john and brad from 1868 weekly for uh, taking some time this evening to join us and help us in previewing the upcoming match this weekend uh they are from 1868 weekly which is part of beautiful game network we are also part of that network of podcasts that talk about this beautiful game we call soccer. You can check them out on their website, bgn.fm, or you can follow them on Twitter at bgnfm, I believe, or is it at the bgnfm? One of the two. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, John, do you want to quickly share where our listeners can find you on social media and where they can find your podcast? Yeah, we'll start with 1868 Weekly. Check it out on SoundCloud, on iTunes, Google Play, and of course, the bgn.fm beautiful game network baby and uh please check out the uh check out 1868 weekly on twitter for some reason we have like oh, i think we have like 91 follows but we get like way more listens than that so follow us give us a follow we have a lot of friendly banter with awesome podcasts like uh orange and black and uh, and then follow me at John Macaluso on Twitter and feel free to friend me on Facebook. And I, I'm a photographer as well. So I'll have some 1868 uh, pictures on the John Macaluso on Instagram. And Brad, what about for you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, man. I cannot think right now because I don't really use <laughs> the social media. Instagram at pal on the sky spelled exactly as it sounds, the four words. And then also on Reddit as the same name. And then find me on Facebook at Bradley Polanski. Awesome. And Cameron, what about for you? Instagram is uh, at simply known as Cam. Uh, Twitter, as plugged into the chat, it's at what Cameron said. My Reddit is the same handle. Um, you can follow LA Soccer Nation on Twitter, Instagram as well, on Facebook too. Although we don't operate as much on Facebook as as other ones so 
yeah, other than that, go follow. And then uh, Dylan. Um, if for some reason you've listened to this podcast and you don't know what my Twitter is, you can follow me at OCSE underscore Dylan. Uh, you could also follow the podcast on Instagram, which I feel like I, I generally run and do a poor job of at, uh, what is that? Orange and black soccer cast. I think <laughs> I don't even know. So that shows you about how well I run it. It's, it's also OCSE underscore soccer cast the same as yeah. our twitter account yes yes uh, ocsc underscore soccer cast is where you can also find us on twitter you can find us on facebook by just searching for orange and black soccer cast uh, also check out our website our website will have link links to all of our social networking platforms all the places you can hear us and it'll also provide a link to uh the guys over there 1868 weekly plus any other podcast uh uh or site that's been uh kind enough to join us on the podcast so you can find that all on there that's at or, or sorry, www.orangeandblacksoccercast.com. So for our guest, John and Brad, for Cameron, for Dylan, I am Ray. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. Podcasts are a great way for your business to advertise to target audiences. And the Orange and Black Soccer Cast is looking for advertisers like you. If you're interested in advertising your business on our podcast, please email us at info at orangeandblacksoccercast.com. The Orange and Black Soccer Cast has joined forces with many other soccer podcasts, many of them focusing on the USL. We're now part of the Beautiful Game Network, bgn.fm.